Welcome back. And if you would like to call in for a psychic reading, uh, we're at 1-800-336-2225. 1-800-336-2225. Spiritual marriage. Boy, this is powerful. And I know we keep mentioning this on the show, but we keep mentioning it on the show because of how powerful it is. A spiritual marriage is where you make an agreement with your spouse that the two, and you both have to agree with this and you can't bend somebody's arm to do this. It has to be mutual agreement. And what you do is you agree together that there are no sacred cows in your relationship. In other words, there's no topic that is off limits to talk about. You know, like, you know, if so, if mother-in-law is getting in the way, then we talk about it. You know, if the favorite kid of the husband is getting in the way, then you talk about it. Whatever it is, there's no sacred cows. Everything's fair game to talk about. Then you make a promise that you're both committed to changing yourselves in, in ways that are appropriate for your soul that will enhance the marriage. And then you agree that the two of you will be kind in terms of how you present to each other difficulties that you think should be addressed. And then you agree that when you're in the heat of an argument, it's probably not the best time to point out, see, you need to change this. Probably you need to wait till a time where everybody's calmed down and in a nice loving mode and say, you know, I think that's an area you might want to work on. And that's a spiritual marriage. It is so powerful. And, you know, this isn't a marriage based on sexuality. It isn't a marriage based on friendship, although both of those are certainly part of it. But it is a marriage based on soul commitment. Because when you're changing on these levels, you are surely changing your soul. There is, uh, I don't think there is a deeper relationship that you can foster and, uh, nurture than a spiritual relationship where you commit to that kind of growth together. So a spiritual relationship <clears throat> is bonded by similar consciousness. So you basically are marrying into your spiritual family where you two, and you don't want to just do it, oh, I met this person yesterday and we're going to get married. You give it time to prove itself because a lot of times how things seem aren't how they prove. So you, you get the connection. Your consciousness gets together where you like sort of the same things. You're good for each other. You'll confront each other. Uh, you're resonating at a uh, devotion at the same level, dedication, that kind of thing. And, you know, you you see that you're still attracted to each other and you're growing closer and that kind of thing. And that's the kind of marriage you want to uh, have. It's it's of your spiritual family, not just, uh, well, this fits my uh, cultural background, uh, you know, like we match each other pretty good. Those are part of it. Physically, we appeal to each other. That's part of it. But you want somebody who... You and them, I mean, if you're looking for the best, and sometimes you got to work your way up to this, and sometimes that includes marrying clunkers that aren't quite working. You're a clunker for them, and they're a clunker for you. You know, after not very long-ish, it proves that way. Sometimes that's essential. 
A lot of times the clunker turns into an angel if you'll work with it, even if you're the main clunker. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. If you'd like to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. 1-800-336-2225. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charma Amber. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. You know, another aspect of a spiritual marriage is really noticing your strengths and your weaknesses and your partner's strength and weaknesses and then relying on each other in their strengths and weaknesses. You know, it's a um, pretty good ego hit if you think you can handle it all yourself. You know, it's it an, just isn't true. It's amazing the more uh, my life requires of me as Every year goes on, it seems like I'm doing more and more. And I've always done a lot. Um, I, I realize uh, Charmé gets her type of work, and I get my type of work, and about maybe 60% of it crosses over where we can both do it, whoever has the most space to do it, most energy and whatnot. But there's some things that Charmé just does without a second hitch to it and, and I'm just gimped up and there's some things I do it's just like glides right through me and she's all gimped up with so never before in my life you know except for on an increasing level I have grown to tremendously appreciate I don't have all the pieces and I'm tremendously grateful to have a spiritual marriage where we are pretty well yoked together in that we fill each other's gaps as well as share the common uh, common load. And I'm, I'm very delighted about it, but I just got to say, we each do different parts. And, and, you know, it's just we don't even have to say anything. I know Charmaine's going to do certain things, and I know, and we both know I'm going to do certain things, and uh, that's that. Is it possible to hate and love someone at the same time? Well, we just went through that the other day, isn't it? Yeah. Well, true love cares for the other and will bend and work and do what is best for all considering concern, including yourself. But there is a lesser love, which is hardly love. It's it's a type of love, you know, but it's... Uh, it's more conditional and it's more uh, based on attraction. I'm really attracted to you and I'm so attracted to you that, you know, I really like you to be certain ways for me and I'm so possessive and attached to that and so attracted to you that when you're not that way, I get incredibly enraged. So that's the hate. So that's a love-hate. It's not based on the more highly evolved love, which is... You know, it hurts me when you do that, but I understand that's where you're at. I love you anyhow. Uh, here, how can I help you? Uh, nothing or something or whatever. That That's your main concern. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmé Amber, your spiritual lifestyle expert, <laughs> offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. And we do that Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on CRN. If you'd like to call in for a reading, a psychic reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. Check out Mastering Ourselves, our site. It's uh, it's really getting, it's got some very interesting things on it. If you have some friends that would like to listen to the show and they're unable to because they aren't where we air naturally and they can't listen to it live when it's happening and they would like to check out the archives, you can do that 
at TalkZone.com, which you can reach to on our website. We link to it. Also, we have a great spiritual quiz. Now, if you're looking to have a spiritual marriage and you would like to have an idea of the areas you need to work on more, our spiritual quiz is a great way to go take a look at yourself privately on your own. doesn't cost you a dime. takes you a little bit of time. You can go through. You don't have to do the whole thing at once. And you can just sort of start seeing what a spiritual path looks like, where you've done some good work, and where you have more work to do. You know, if you're in a relationship or thinking about getting deeper in a relationship, you both can take this test. It's a very comprehensive test. And then you can compare it and talk about it. That would be a great way to... Open doors. Yeah, prepare for a more mature understanding of each other and maybe you have a real potential of a good relationship. You know, if you're taking the issues that you have with your spouse to a friend, I wonder the wisdom of that. Sometimes, you know, your friends aren't getting the whole story, and sometimes the part that we're delivering to them is rather biased in our favor. No. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, you know, your best bet if you've got issues with your spouse is to take it up with your spouse. Unless there's just some reason that your spouse is so stuck and so unwilling to hear or move on anything. It's just better to go to your spouse to deal with these things. If you can, you know, some people can't, but if you can, that's the first route. First, you, you see what you need to deal with. Second, you see, you know, if we can deal with it with your spouse. And third, if that doesn't work, you get some outside uh, feedback. That's, you know, not some gossipy person, but somebody who really has some savvy about this kind of stuff, perhaps. You know, when you do have conflicts and arguments and disagreements, the best thing to do, if possible, is to take that disagreement and walk it through all the way to the other side. Here's what that looks like. You each share your side of how you felt about that situation, and before the other person responds, they repeat back, here's what you just said, you think this. You know, too often when we're in the middle of one of these arguments, our ego is so ready to defend ourselves that we're not even hearing what the other person has said. Or in the first minute of what they're saying, they say something that gets you so activated that the whole rest of it, all you're doing is sitting there steaming, waiting to put out your peace. By the way, if you'd like to call in for a psychic reading, give us a call at 1-800-336-2225. So you want to have a conversation that goes equal to both sides. You both air your side. You both listen to each other and repeat back what you're hearing. And really hear it from your other, the other person, your spouse's perspective. Wow, when I said that, that's how it made you feel. Geez, I didn't mean to do that. You know, or, you know, I did mean to do that, and I'm a jerk when I do that. You know, and be honest about it. So when you take these turns, you fully take the turns. It's her turn to speak, it's his turn to speak. You know, it, okay, it's fully her turn to speak now. Now listen, your job is to listen. It would even be good to take a notebook there sometimes, you know, and say, I need to do this and make a little, you know, or you need to write down what you want to say later, you know, but you don't want to interrupt that person. You want to fully be there while they're fully expressing, even if it's not what you want to hear. And then it's fully your turn to speak. Their job is to listen, even if they don't like what you're saying. 
and then if the, if the other person has more to say, then it's their turn to speak again until everyone has erred. And usually when you do this, you begin to walk up the path of solving it. Okay, what do we do about this? You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. And tonight the tough questions are around how to create a great marriage. I'll tell you, if you've created a great marriage, you have transformed yourself in the process. If you have transformed yourself in the process, you have transformed your soul. And when you die, you will have taken the only thing you can take with you when you die and that is the transformation that you have managed to accomplish in yourself Uh, don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday Wednesday, Fridays and Saturdays 7pm Pacific, 10pm Eastern right here on CRN and if you'd like to call in for a psychic reading we're at 1-800-336-2225 some people won't enter a marriage or they will make sure that they dominate the marriage because they don't want to become equal and they don't want to be called on things and uh you know time to grow up i guess you know but it it depends on what your priorities are so i see quite a few people you know some it seems like upper class people but in the place of emotions or relationships they simply do not want to get in a fair equal playing field and grow through that school and You know, everyone has the right to do what they want, but they're stunted emotionally, and a lot of times they stay in a dominant position in their jobs and whatnot, and their private life is sucks, or they just completely dominate it. That's really not... uh, See, a marriage is a blending of two, not a domination of one. It's supposed to be. One other thing about when you have conflicts, if you're not getting them, airing them, and getting out down to the bottom of them, and choosing ways that each of you can work on yourselves to solve the problem, if you're not doing that, then you've got smoldering resentment that's going on underneath. Because if these things aren't aired and clear paths chosen on how to work with things, then they're irritating. They're irritations that are underneath. And then... You have, like, he forgot to take the garbage out, but really, when you snap about that, you're snapping because all this other stuff is backlogged in you and making everything else seem bigger and worse when you have underlying resentments. That's what you gotta do. You gotta keep working on it. Right. Good marriage is worth it though, wouldn't you say? Good marriage is worth it. Absolutely. Okay, oh yes. Every good marriage has recurring seasons and there can be some hard winters. (laughs) (laughs) Now listen to that. It's not all gravy. It's not all uh, uh, fairyland, uh, happily ever after stuff. It can have its hard winters too. And when you start realizing that we're on earth to grow up more and to get more balanced, wiser and that kind of thing, you begin to realize that the so-called negative things are there to help just as much as the so-called positive things. All of it is part of the wholeness that life is trying to get us really aligned in walking that path very successfully. Not just it's all wonderful and okay and everything goes my way, but 
when things go my way, I'm having a great time. When things don't grow my, grow, go my way, I'm keeping my center and doing what I can to get through it and learning my P's and Q's. Let's just remind all of you, myself included, that we're here to transform ourselves. We're here to change ourselves. Earth is a schoolroom. Our relationships, all of our relationships, certainly our marriage included, is part of the tools that we've been given to help put a mirror in front of our face and show us where we in particular do need to work on ourselves to change. So these irritants are actually a gift if we will deal with them. You know, anybody who has the mistaken idea that life can just be smooth all the time, you've missed the boat. It, it isn't going to be smooth all the time. And these relationships are designed to help nudge us through the issues rather than get stuck and say, oh, I'm going to go find somebody else. This is too hard. But think of the character building that you will do going through this. If you'd like to call in for a reading, we still have four minutes left, 1-800-336-2225. We're also going to do a second hour tonight, so you can call in then. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, talking about how to create a great marriage. Stay with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> 